Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by RPAL Gary at Partscaster Concierge. Gary offers custom designed Partscaster style builds and bodies catering to upscale DIY builders. Concierge services are included with every project to ensure every build is perfectly tailored. Gary can assist with design concepts, electronic configurations, hardware selections, and everything in between. Now, every DIY builder is working at a different knowledge or skill level, so Gary offers these services on an as-needed basis, so he can be as involved in your build as you need him to be with help sourcing parts or even advice during your finishing or assembly phases. Gary offers flat top, contoured or edge routed bodies for bolt on necks, as well as custom pick guards, necks, pre setups and other parts and services through builders and guitar techs within Gary's ever growing network. So if you're on the hunt for a sick custom parts caster project, check out at Partscaster Concierge on social media or partscasterconcierge.com. Bless my hog and slap a log. It's a sweet episode of the Culture Guitars. That sounded way more sexual than I meant it to. I just was looking for words that rhymed randomly. Sorry about that. Uh, anyway. I didn't even notice <laughs> until you said something about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. somebody out there would have, I'm sure. <laughs> Anyways, my name is Pro Al, and uh, with me as ever is Cryptocurrency Casper. And joining us for the first time in a long time, and probably not the last time, is Soft Serve Scott Strange from Templo Devices. How is it going, nice. Scott? It's going pretty good, actually. I, I like how you went for the quadruple uh, alliteration there. Not bad, right? That's that I- was definitely on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Was good. I didn't luck into that at all. You actually went... Two, then three, then four. Also mm-hmm. on purpose. Totally. Wow. Skill. Giving you way too much credit. Wordsmith. <laughs> Masterclass over I mean, here. If you think about it too hard, soft serve is not a great nickname either. No, no really. You know what I mean? That actually didn't occur to me when I wrote it spread down. that around. Like, yeah. It's all right. I'm thinking ice cream. No, I'm, I'm not thinking. After, after the fact. Things. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a PG show. But between that and the log slap comment, I... <laughs> If that's why your soft <laughs> serves could never. We're off, we're off the dynamite start. <laughs> Welcome back, Scott. It's always, Thanks. It's always great Thanks to hear your voice. Yeah, that's it's fun to be here. And earlier we got a nice sampling of uh, something new you've been working on, which we'll get to in the episode. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Mm-hmm. And that was also quite nice. Yeah, we got to build suspense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bam, bam, bam. Okay, Casper. Uh, yeah. What have you been up to this week, guitar and or music-wise? Go. Mm. Okay. Um, I don't know if you noticed when you walked in the door, but did you see what's sitting on the floor beside your desk? I did, yes. I got another Katana 50 Mark II. That government job's paying well. Uh, well, not. it wasn't even that. I got a really good deal on it. But, you know, guy just wanted something simpler, and I know how great these are, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll come pick that up off you. He seemed like a super cool guy. Cool. Yeah, his name's Dean, and uh, he said he's going to listen to the show, so... Uh, Shout thanks, out to Dean. Thanks a ton, Dean. Great deal, and I uh, hope you, you know get what? the simpler amp you're looking for. Dean gets a nickname. Does Dean? Yeah. Okay, go. Dangerous Dean. Well, there you go. 
hopefully he listens to more episodes than this one and he'll understand the significance of the name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's one thing. Um, it was just when you walked in the door, I was just moving some stuff around on my workbench mm. and uh, it was sliding my monitors down because I've, I've noticed that when I'm like working on a, a pedal design or something like that and I've got five things on the go and I got two monitors running, I've got a schematic and I usually have like my, my, uh, CAD program running for building PCBs and then I can't watch TV at the same time because I don't have enough <laughs> monitors. So I was putting up another monitor mm-hmm. just now your, uh, oh, and uh, and uh, yep, Classic definitely problem. knocked over an entire parts bin full of crap I watched it happen all over the desk. Uh, he went silent for a, a solid two minutes, just didn't say anything, just, just a long like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, there are now... Um, everything from, um, like PCB mount USB things and drawers and pedals and crap all over the desk now. And it's, it's a little bit aggravating, but it's okay. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. So. You already lost most of your hair anyway, so. Yeah, it's, my kids are doing a great job of making <laughs> that happen. Oh. Yeah. Oh, teenagers. Mm. Yep. And that's a whole other podcast. Money that's, yeah, start we'll stay away from one. family therapy podcast. That's a whole yeah, other thing. Whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We try to keep the emotions in a, a, a neutral yeah. vein here. <clears throat> On the upside, mm-hmm. lovely, lovely partner. Oh, isn't she She's great? the best. Oh, I know. Every time I come in here and I see her, I'm just like, man, that lady is just awesome and just too good for me. She's just way too good for you, buddy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was going there. You didn't have to. I already know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I already know. Fantastic. Yeah, she's she's great. You know what we had for breakfast? It's just so we had like it was like a eggs and hash browns with stuff. It was like she's a chef, so it's it was phenomenal food. But then we had strawberry rhubarb cake also because <laughs> she's a pastry chef. So. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. It was pretty, pretty astronomically amazing. We uh, sat on the picnic table in the front yard and ate breakfast. Nice. I think this. Nice. Oh, oh. I know. Oh. Oh. And I got a new t- Atari T-shirt. Today. You do have an Atari T-shirt, which I'm admi- admiring and uh, jealous of. It would yeah. be a very, very tiny sports bra on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyhow, a, yeah. What about Scott? Yeah, what, what about is Scott? What has Scott been up to music and or guitar related this I mean, week? Other, other than, obvious than obviously thing. you work on guitar things. Yeah. But I mean, I've just been knee deep in schematics for a couple of weeks since I got back. And uh, it was nice to be gone because I, I didn't think of anything like that for about six months. And then as soon as I hit Canada, it was all just back to schematics and this and that. Yeah. But I did get myself a little treat. It, it just so happens every once in a while, you just walk into your favorite old guitar store and there's something in the back room and it just so happens to work out that you've got enough for it or you can trade something in. And I got myself like a sixties, uh, harmony meteor with oh, some. Oh, man, it's nice. Yeah. And it's, I love it. I mean, I had to redo the harness, like just new pots, but the S foils are in basically mint condition. Like there's not a scratch on them, which kind of is disappointing to be honest. Uh, you want a little bit of wear on them, but it's, it's beautiful <laughs> and it plays amazing. It sounds exactly like what I want. So well, I, that's I have, my new baby. Uh, I have a rocket, uh, uh, 1950 mm-hmm. harmony rocket, same pickups. Yeah, they're great. Um, in fact, our guitars look pretty darn close. Um, but, but I yours was, is red. 
Nope. Nope. I got the two-tone really? burst. Yeah, yeah. Cause mine's wow. yeah, late fifties, early sixties. They had the two-tone burst. Well, there was a lot of versions of the rockets. Like they had the mustache foils and they, some of them had S foils and some have, you know, like different configurations. There's some of that have the knobs like in a row along the bottom edge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got the two pickup really version weird. with the, the kind of the more Gibson layout. The, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I actually had, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, but I have the same S foil pickups as, as yours. That was one of the things I noticed when you mm-hmm. took a picture and I got the two tone burst finish and uh, I had a, I, I took a bunch of pictures and sent it to a, a friend who's a lot more of a harmony nerd than I am. And uh, that's mm-hmm. saying something. <laughs> um, and he, he was able to date it to, he figures late 59, maybe 1960, but it's really, really hard to tell with harmony. Yeah. Yeah. But this is kind of the culmination of like a long trip for me because I, I love rockets. I lo- I actually like the red ones as well, but I ended up getting a rocket that was just the body and neck. So nothing else on it. And I got it for like 40 bucks basically uh, about 10 years ago. And that's been like my main love on and off for years. Like I'd leave it, you know, at my folks house if I go out of the country or sometimes bring it with me. And it's never had the original pickups and whoever had it originally, I cut big holes in the top. So I kind of had to improvise. I had a Miazzi pickup in there from Italy. I had uh, a few different things. I ended up getting some S foils or sorry, mustache uh, gold foils. And they were kind of disappointing. And, uh, shout out to disco baby on is that how you pronounce i never it's weird having instagram friends and never saying their name out loud i think it's pronounced disco baby my buddy duncan he's doing some cool stuff on instagram but uh he got me some some mustache foils but i just could never get it to sound the way i wanted and then i got this thing and it's it's exactly what i want so that's a nice end to the journey nice well you have my jealousy in one aspect man uh the meteor has a truss rod (laughs) yes that is nice (laughs) It is nice, and this one works. Yeah, which is something I do not have on my rocket. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, yeah, I I pulled all the frets off mine and like leveled the fretboard. Like I went all out with it because yeah. once you do that, they're pretty stable usually. Yeah, because they've already been you know shifting for fifty, sixty years. So mm-hmm. <laughs> mine is pretty bowed, and I just can't bring myself to do that. What I'm leaning towards is uh, just doing a new neck for it. And keeping the original, just letting it be what it is. Why you don't want to? You have to like heat, heat it and bend it or something. Yeah, the whole next. It's got a a decent ski slope going on, so it would be remove the fretboard, plane it level. At that, there's point, a guy you, in, you might as well channel a truss yeah. rod in there. And <laughs> there's yeah. a guy in Vancouver actually who who has a Plex machine, and I had gone to him with the rocket, and I was going to have him do all that, but I ended up doing it because it's like 250 bucks or something to have it plecked, but you know, it could be worth it. Um, I don't think it could be plecked with the amount of bow going on. It would, it would. No, but he'll like, he'll pleck the fretboard first. Like he'll, he'll, he'll take the frets out and pleck the wood Oh, or for, something. For 250 yeah. bucks? I think, I mean, if he's listening to this, don't quote me on this, but I think either that or he was manually doing, taking the ramp out and then Plecking, but I, he, he was going to be able to sort that out. So oh, I forget where he is, but if you Google Pleck Vancouver, I'm sure you'll find him because those things yeah. are pretty rare. Yeah. Well, I, I had been talking with uh, my buddy Trevor at, at uh, Vigilant Guitars about uh, mm-hmm. what Casper would. I hit something. It was a of video. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Trevor at Vigilant Guitars was, uh, we, were, we were talking about doing a neck together for the. 
Jeepers what? creepers. What are you doing over there? I'm trying to close something and every time it every time I'm like, okay, just close it, it starts playing music. <laughs> See uh, a demo <laughs> video from, that, from Dr. Scientist. Yep. Yeah, he's on one of those websites. Uh, dang it. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So I I like the idea of doing just a new neck for it because then I can do. Um, well, I mean, I could I could probably uh, bash one out myself, and it wouldn't be as good as what Trevor can do. There, there's um, something about those necks though, like the shape of them. They're they're pretty thick and they're yeah. narrow. Well, uh, I was what we were thinking was I send him the original neck, mm-hmm. and because uh, I do like the the shape and stuff it's got, so. I, I was thinking maybe copy it and then just make it out of some fun wood. And I mean, do a couple of other things that uh, I, th- I think would be fun, like, uh, you know, stainless isn't that like 10 times more work than just straightening the neck, though? Like having a whole new one done? Um, no. I mean, like for me, yes. For for Trevor, I mean that's you know that's what he's doing all day long is making guitars. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot yeah. of. Uh, Does he have like quality. a CNC or is he yeah, he's doing it a, by hand? He's got a few different CNCs. So. Okay, yeah, that would cut the time down. Yeah, for him, like the, I don't want to say what the quote he gave me was because that's you know, changes. Um, but the quote he gave me was like pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I think there's something about like inherent to owning the the harmony guitars is, and I think Jack White made this point as well, but you kind of have to fight with it a bit. And that's part of it. You know, it's like owning a pet crocodile. Like there's going to be a little bit of bloodshed, but it's ultimately worth it. You know, like it shouldn't be a perfect guitar. Uh, it's not going to be, <laughs> even if I did that. Um, and, and I get that to, to some extent. And I'm with you on that. Um, but there's also like the aspect of like I've, I think I've changed a little bit. For one thing, mm-hmm. I don't have a guitar tech. I do all my own tech stuff, and mm-hmm. constantly teching a guitar just so I can keep the mojo of something is is I'm getting less and less into that. Um, right, and I'm more into just like picking up my guitars, and the tool does exactly what I want the tool to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. But I'm also a little bit of a vintage princess and I don't want to damage the original thing <laughs> or, or take away from its potential value Sorry. that way. So can we buy the vintage pr- princess t-shirts in your online shop or where did we get those? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Oh man. That's a great That's idea. How we're going to start getting some income for the podcast right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Monetize that. <laughs> Yeah. I can hear him writing it down in the back. <laughs> I'm looking for a pen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And then, we are recording. I don't know if that helps. I've, but at the same time, dude, I've also always respected that you've, you've kind of had a uh, these aren't sacred approach to your vintage guitars, and you do well, what needs to be done for, no. for making them what you want. Yeah, like. Definitely. Like, so I have my, my buddy, Dave, shout out to Dave who lives in this town that I'm in right now, my hometown, uh, of Ottawa. I'll say it. So people know, but I'm ashamed. Uh, it's kind of a boring town. I mean, no hate, but you know, I spent a long time here, but anyway, uh, Dave lives here and we always have this argument cause he's, he's like down to like putting the exact wire back into them. Like when I pulled the harness out of this meteor, it was, you know, a mess. And he goes, Ooh, you gonna you gonna eat that? Like, can I, can I have that? I'm like, dude, I was gonna throw this out. Like, it's no good. And he's really a fan of like keeping things very stock and 
to me, like aesthetically stock is fine, but I don't, you know, if it doesn't play right, you gotta, well, you know, you gotta if, do something. If they're, if they're reliable, reliability stock is yeah. not fantastic, yeah. then no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think I'm, that just comes down to, to function. Yeah. My, my, like my pan guitar is the same way. It's super pretty and I like it, but you know, the pots are scratchy and the pickups are unpredictable and it's just like, you know. <laughs> I would be less, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, okay. It's not a sixties Gibson. I no, get that, I, but I, I still like the way it looks and the way it plays. I think and, it's a rad as hell guitar. Yeah. I only backed out of doing the work to, to mine because I just didn't want to put the money into it. Mm. Um, right. But it's, it was, had no, I had no compulsions about like, it's a, I can't do that to this old instrument with, with my right. Aria slash pan. Um, I wouldn't have that, well, that feeling with, with yours. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I've always kind of worshiped harmony. <laughs> and so it's a little harder for me to get down that. Uh, let's start planting 70 year old wood off the thing and, and leveling. Yeah. Back. You know, it's, it's, yeah, but harmony were cheap guitars to begin with. I mean, now oh, they're yeah. not, you know, <laughs> you can go on eBay and still find a husk of one for somewhat cheap. If you want a project or I remember I got a silver tone, like one of those arch top, the black arch top acoustic silver tones. It was yep. beautiful for like 70 bucks at a pawn shop, but it was terrible. So I had, I ended up shaving some of the neck down and I pulled the fretboard off, which was like pine or something painted black. And I ended up slapping like a slab of ebony on there, putting a truss rod in and then inlaying like some piano key ivory. Like I went all out on it and then made it into like a really nice piece from something cheap. But I, it was a lot of like manual labor, but in the end it made something that was really playable. Yeah. And, and, and there's, that's, absolutely meritous man it, it is worth it um mm -hmm. i guess i'm trying to have my cake and eat it too because i'm trying to have this original unaltered neck and also make the instrument playable at a level that i want it to be yeah <laughs> so uh, i don't know and yeah. and you're making some solid points and really am i going to devalue the instrument by making it play properly eh, probably yeah. not um because only if you're selling to a collector yeah not to a See, but I think too is that it there isn't. But a like the, would, on, yo, the only way out of a bad playing instrument isn't to modify it irreparably. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you, you could. There are repair places that can make that guitar as playable as you want and keep it as stock as you want. There are guys make their whole business on that. Yeah, I know a, a guy who just hold it over his stove and then put it between some clamps and straighten the neck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, a guy. That's always an option too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if really, if I'm worried about collector's value, I kind of have the wrong harmony anyway, because it's missing two of the original knobs. The original pick guard's gone. The neck has a bow. Yeah. That's not, yeah. that's not the collector piece anyway. See, uh, you can't think of, of who you're going to sell it to later on. You got to make it work for you. And, well, and, and then, I, yeah, and I don't want to sell it. I love this guitar. It's, it's gorgeous sounding. You, you just, you just, I mean, I, I like modern gold foil pickups. They're, they're rad as heck. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what happens with 70 years of aging, but the old ones sound a certain way of cool. Apparently, uh, I had heard something. I mean, I don't know if this is it, but there, I mean, there's so many factors. But one of the things is like a lot of the wire that's coming out of China now, like copper and stuff is, is like adulterated. Like they've kind of mixed in so much stuff. I guess they're either running out of the pure ore or they're just cheaping out and kind of figured out they could mix in other things. But that's kind of changing the properties of the wire we're getting and stuff like that. I mean, that could and, be, I mean, magnets do degauss. De is that the term? Degauss, yeah. Degauss. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that too. You know, so it's, you know, you, you think 70 years has had strings over them the whole time. They're surrounded by metal. They are 
the energy is being used constantly, mm-hmm. whether it's just sitting there or being played, it's probably whatever those things started out at at the Harmony Factory in Chicago is not mm-hmm. what those things are now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's so many factors, so many variables totally, to it. Totally, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's a conundrum, and, and I'm I'm still totally on the fence as to what to do, and I got time. <laughs> yeah. Guitar's not going anywhere. Um, I think I think for me the decision-making is based on practicality. Like for Dave, for my buddy, he's got a place, and he can just, you know, store unlimited amounts of guitars, whereas I travel a lot, and so I always have to have like one or two, and they have to perform, and they have to be good. Like they can be pretty, and it's cool to have vintage guitars, and, but they have to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can't have extras. Yeah, and and that's a future I'm looking at as well. My wife and I want to do a a tiny house, and and we've been talking about doing it for many years, and just uh, for various reasons had to get delayed. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm already looking at my not even vast guitar collection. I have a pretty modest collection by most guitar standards. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah, can we... uh can we address that for a second? Because the last time I had talked to you, like basically the universe was trying to assassinate you in, in multiple ways. Like <laughs> how, did that, how did that turn out? Are you, are you doing better now? Um, to keep things uh, with a level of brevity for the sake of the show. Right. Yeah, doing better. Health stuff is still, there's still some health stuff. Um, but my wife and mm-hmm. I are we're living in town now. Um, mm-hmm. We have a place where... We're out of the woods in a lot of regards that way. Um, the two biggest challenges now are just the long-term health stuff that was there already. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, we're, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, because of that long-term health stuff, I don't have a day job. Um, right. Um, so I don't really have an income. And so my wife is our only income. And uh, living in town has actually drastically increased our cost of living. So it's just a like, mm-hmm. now it's a like, how the heck do we afford this? <laughs> We're just figuring that out. Vintage princess t-shirts. That's the, you, Scott. Were you here? <laughs> I would give you a just friend's tongue kiss. For <laughs> <laughs> On the mouth, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my friend. You're not limited to the mouth. Okay, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take <laughs> location. No, anyway, okay. So um, I think we've covered enough about what's been up with me and stuff. So let's yeah, move fair into enough. the episode. No, it's just, that was just wild, yeah. And, and then a, a whole bunch of people had come together and uh, and like had a, made oh, a bunch man. of cool things support you. And it was pretty, yeah. it was pretty rad. It was also yeah. like super scary to watch like the, the fires try to take you out and then the COVID. <laughs> it was, it was, I mean, for the for those of you who don't know, I don't remember what episode it is. Um, I can we, tell you, I got the page open here. Yeah, we got the page. Oh, yeah, you guys, you we, guys covered that. There's an episode that more or less just is is uh, Casper uh, sitting there lovingly tolerating me just rambling, um, trying to explain what I'd been going through that whole time. But uh, long story short, episode eighty eight, episode eighty eight, yeah, fires, wow. plagues, pestilence, and guitars. That there was our is. first our first go back at it for a month because uh, obviously July was not a good month for you or for us. No. Period. Like we were all yeah under it, but you were kind of the closest to the to the flames, so yeah. to speak. So. For brevity's sake, for our listeners, just yeah. to recap that episode. Although, if you want to know the whole story, that's yeah. Go, I would say go back and listen to it. There's a lot. Well, there you going. go. Um, I'll go. Back. I'll go listen to it. You know, yeah. I'll do some homework. Some forest fires swept through the area, and my wife and I had to evacuate. The fires came within about not even a half kilometer away from us. Yeah. Um, it's about, we were, about 400 meters, I think. Yeah. Um, we were pretty amazed the house didn't burn down. Uh, we thought it had for a long time, actually. Yeah. There was no reports or nothing coming out of there. 
Uh, so we were evacuated. When we got evacuated, my wife had managed to catch COVID about three days before that. Yeah. So we were isolating Jeez. from each other. And because of that, the government put us in a specific hotel in separate hotel rooms. It was too late. I also came down with COVID. Um, and then uh, I caught... Uh, I already had a... a so hard to make brief. I had a long-term skin infection. Still yeah. do. I caught a secondary one while in the hospital or while in the hotel with COVID. So they put me in the hospital where I came down with double pneumonia, COVID, two skin infections, <laughs> all this while the forest wow. is burning down around our house. And we live in the, we lived, excuse me, in the crappiest old trailer in the universe. So uh, by the time we were legally allowed to go back up there, it was completely overrun because it was not well sealed up at all. Completely overrun by uh, every animal the woods has to offer. <laughs> the place is a mess. It's full of poop, and it's 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 a disaster in there. I've been back twice trying to carefully recover stuff, and it's it's a heck of a process just to recover anything out of that trailer because you have to be kind of wow. dressed up a little bit because you don't want to breathe in much rodent poop. That's super not good, especially when you have a compromised immune system like I do. So I have to wear gloves and a mask. and Jeez. Everything you pick up, you have to wipe down with the... Uh, Sanitary wipes and stuff like that, and then you have to set it up to dry, and then you, it's it's a whole hollow blue. Anyway, let's get out of this. Let's talk about Scott Strange and uh, <laughs> yeah. his Temple of Doom Enterprises. But uh, oh yeah, to, uh, there was. Well, I'm glad you're doing better. Is my point. Yeah, thank you, and there, and and again, thanks to everybody who did the fundraiser. Um, uh, it was organized. I think James from uh, Lauren Audio. Audio started it, and you yeah, helped organize Lauren Audio. Casper, thank you. Um, and uh, I I'm just gonna just for sake of not. Uh, going into everybody, a ton, a ton of people contributed to this thing and helped raise some money for my wife and I. And it got us going for the first few months. That's the, We didn't have to stress about how we could afford to live where we're living for a, a, quite a while because of that. So I, I can't thank you guys enough for all that. Anyway, Scott Strange, let's do it. Yes, sir. All right. So you left. You left the country. Yeah. I Well, I was renovicted. So I was kind of like in a... I was basically, okay, I don't know how, how much I can say for tax purposes, but I was, uh, I had my workshop in BC uh, for all of COVID. It was great. And then the landlords were like, hey, we want this space back. And you have two months. So I was like, all right, cool. So I bought a bus and I started renovating that for my last two months and built it into a house. And then uh, I also was like, hey, I've only got two months. Let me start building some guitars. I built four guitars. Uh, I was finishing some nomads, finishing a bunch of pedals. And then, uh, we're in the last day of, at that spot, I hopped in the bus threw everything I could fit in the bus, like 11 guitars, a full drum kit, PA, all this stuff. I built like a, a deck on the roof of the bus too. So I had like extra space to hang out and jam and stuff. And then just drove around BC for a while, the interior for about a month. And then thanks, it was getting a little cold. Thanks for the visit, Scott. Yeah. We live in the interior, think, you know. There was there was like a wall of fire between us at one point. <laughs> yeah, it would have been hard. To yeah, Actually, yeah. no. I was in uh, I was in Vernon and, and I watched a mountain burn. It was pretty wild. That's but where it we was during, Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We're in Vernon. Yeah. I was I was by the airstrip watching that big mountain yep. burn. Oh yeah. We know. Yep. I have I have picture. That was a grass fire up the hill by the yeah. by yeah. the um uh, what I'm uh, Allen whatever nature preserve. Yeah, by the nature and, preserve yeah. and I think the uh, the landfills up there. Landfill, landfill, yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild summer, um, and then it was getting cold as it does, and I was like, "Well, no thanks." So I sold the bus and basically like sold it to somebody who I said, "Look, I'm living in this bus, and I will, 
I'm going to sell this to you, but I'm going to live in it until I get on a plane. So they basically dropped me off at the airport. I hopped out of the bus <laughs> and with a handful of cash and said, bye. That and, is a uh, very understanding hey. bus buyer. I just, I, I tend to, I don't know how, but through the ways that I set things up, I've been lucky enough to have things flow pretty smoothly because they have to, like I have a dog. So traveling with him's complicated and, and carrying a guitar and all this stuff in international flights. It just, for some reason I, I put a lot of effort into it and it tends to work out smoothly. And yeah, I, I find some nice people who facilitate it and yeah, it's been pretty, pretty interesting, but basically yeah, I popped out of the bus onto a plane and then went down to, uh, to Mexico, to the West coast of Mexico for the winter. Wow. Just, yeah. I just stayed there. What'd you do with the other eight guitars? <laughs> oh, I stand, I think I mailed to, to my parents' house. I sold the rest and I sold like some of my favorites. I think actually with the one you wanted, I ended up selling yeah. to somebody. Yeah. And then it was funny because I posted it on Facebook uh, marketplace. And I actually got more messages of people telling me not to sell it, that I would, <laughs> that I would regret it, that I did people actually offering me money. And then this guy bought it and he, and he said like, Hey, if ever I go to sell it, you know, we'll keep it in the family. I'll let you know first. And I go, great. And then I get back to Canada and I instantly am like, you know what? I want that guitar back. It was the, the Stratotone that I completely rebuilt. Yeah, that was, um, that was a cool guitar. it was awesome. Honestly, it had all the great stuff about a harmony, but it was, you know, really nice and compact. Uh, so really compact guitar and just had great tone. It was an amazing guitar. And I put like stainless steel frets on it. I put those, uh, Tesco Japanese foils on it. I put a, a Bigsby. It was like really nicely set up. And then, yeah, I, I wrote that guy and he goes, no, nah, I'm never selling this thing. Sorry, dude. Like go find another guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I went and got this meteor. Well, I mean, all's well that ends well. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it all—you know—it all comes around. I don't need eight guitars. I—I I, I only can play one at a time. Listen, Scott, I don't want you to ever say something <laughs> so sacrilegious. Am I, again. am I alienating your fan base? Don't that? let such dumb things dribble out of your mouth. You know, my wife listens to this, right? <laughs> Who needs more than one guitar? <laughs> Shut up! The wives everywhere just perked their ears up and went, "See, he said it. He said it." <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit you're, of a minimalist. You were about I mean, to be excommunicated. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. No, it, I'll, honestly, I'll modify I mean, my statement. It's just, I, it's okay to have lots of guitars. I just like to have, to do it one at a time. If you know? anybody follows you, and if you're not following Scott on Instagram at Templo Devices, you should be. Mm -hmm. um, if anybody follows you and sees what you do and doesn't go, mm -hmm. oh, this guy's all about keeping it simple and keeping it small and tidy. <laughs> um the, you know, they, they ought to know that by now. Yeah. It, it makes yeah, sense I mean, for you. It's, it's not even really a choice to me. Like it's, it is really a necessity. Like, so a lot of my choices are, are made for me because of my circumstances. So I'm choosing a lifestyle and then the rest has to fit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. You, you want to, you want to travel lots. You want to live a certain lifestyle. You, you can't, can't have everything in the world and, and also be a fast traveler. It just doesn't work. Unless you're rich. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'm not. Turns so out when you're really, really wealthy, you can just do the things. Because you can. Whatever the things are, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you can just do anything. Yeah. I want to do that. I also want to be rich. It seems really handy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I, I, I heard somewhere that... 
that finds, uh, what is it? Everything's permissible. If you're rich, it's just like, uh, what is it? It's well, for rich people. They're not fines. They're just the, well, do that's, whatever that's you just want. It, right. If, <laughs> if speeding 30 over the limit gets you a $3,000 ticket and you make 4,000 a month, that's a big deal. If it's mm-hmm. $3,000 and you make 20,000 a month, yeah. who cares? Mm-hmm. Ain't that big a thing. So yeah, at a certain point, some laws just stop applying in principle because they just don't hurt, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. And now we're seeing a wedge more. I mean, we would say we weren't going to get political, but we're seeing that wedge more and more between the classes. Like now with all that's going on in the world in terms of, you know, companies gouging everybody because they could during COVID and all this stuff for rich are getting richer I mean, and yeah, people, are, the flip side. people are starting there, to suffer. There were people that were like, there were, there were brands that were pitching in and helping. And anyway, we're going to get, Let's swing it around. So you're gone for six months mm-hmm. in Mexico. You come back mm-hmm. to Canada. No, you mm-hmm. can't have your guitar back. What's next? Uh, well, I got to get back to work. I mean, every so while I was in Mexico, almost every other day, somebody's writing me saying like, "When are you making more nomads?" And I was like, "I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I wanted to make more nomads." I was like, "This was a fun project. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress. Like when I'm working on this, I don't really sleep that well. Like I'm up." The the guy I work with who does my PCB layouts is in the Philippines. And he, so like, he'll write me at four in the morning and go, all right, you're ready to start working. So like doing this whole project has been pretty rough on me, but it's, it's kind of rewarding. So I was thinking about it. I needed the break for the winter and people are writing me asking. And so I get back and before I got back, I started writing my friend and I said, I'm going to have some PCB sent to you. Let's try and let's, you know what, let's go all out. If we're going to do it, let's do you know, a real spring reverb. Let's get the tone sounding like amazing right now. It sounds past like it's good. And I'm, I mean, I'm not hating on the product that exists. It's a good amp, but I want it to sound amazing because that's what I'm used to. I've been spoiled by my friend with all these custom tube amps he builds and stuff where, you know, anything less than amazing tone is bad tone to me at this point. So making an amp that was just okay was kind of like, nah, I can't just let that be. So we started working on it. We started implementing some different ideas. And since I've been back, it's just been like, like he lives across the city from me. So I have to like just drive across the city and then find whatever time like doesn't disturb his roommates and, and, you know, do a couple of prototypes for a couple hours and then shoot back to where I'm staying. And it's been a challenging, but, uh, we're coming out of the woods now. We've got like a 99% finished design, uh, just kind of doing the final little things. And then I'm going to do like a big, uh, production run. Like we're going to go with a factory and have them make them because I can't, I can't physically keep up with the demand. Like I cannot make enough units by myself to keep up with this. And I don't, and the other trick, tricky thing is like, because of my lifestyle, I don't really have a home base. Like I was on the West coast for a while and it's fine. I'm not really cut out for it. Uh, and then I'm back in Ontario. This isn't where I want to be. And I'm like, where would I set up and have a factory, right? Like if I needed to to be making these myself or even just doing the cabinets myself uh, with a team, like it, I would have to pick somewhere I want to be for a long time. And that's kind of a tricky thing. So I wanted to half, half manufacture them, like have the chassis and PCBs all made and assembled for me. And then I installed them into the cabinets and do all the finishing. Um, 
And then it just didn't end up working out that way. And the factory, the factories now, because of COVID, because of all these things that are happening, they're not wanting to do partially assembled things. They're, they want to do the whole product and they want to do, you know, thousands of them. So I'm, I got lucky. I'm going through um, Gorva, Ken at Gorva Design. Nice. He's, he's, he's been awesome. He's a great guy. He's really knowledgeable with the manufacturing process and he has a direct relationship with the um, Lenovo factory in China. So they've got their own factory that does kind of all the, like the silk screening, the metal fabrication, the PCBs all kind of in one park. So it's, and his own guy there quality testing. And that was the, the clincher for me because, you know, that's the worry is you go overseas and you're like, I don't know, you know, or am I going to get 300 amps and a few of them don't work or they don't sound the way I want them to. And so that was why I said yes, because he's got his whole system in place and he's made it really streamlined to do that process. So that's why I'm trusting him. We're going through, uh, through with it and we're going to make a bunch of amps. We're starting with 300 for this run. Perfect. That's awesome, man. It's a lot of amps. Like that's, uh, like it's going to be interesting. That's 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 an interesting shift. So, you know, I think last time we had you on, you had just picked up your, your laser cutter and you were, yeah. You were yep. diving into that world. Do you still do any of that or do you just sell the laser cutter? And... Oh, yeah. So I, when I left my shop, I sold everything. I assume um, you do. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Which, and then, so I took that, like, so that's how I've been kind of rolling this. Like, I haven't done any, I did have an investor initially to get me started. And then during COVID, he was just basically like, oh, good luck. See you later. And uh, I haven't got, like, I haven't got any bank loans. I haven't got any, like, family loans or anything. I've just been kind of rolling any sales I make back into the thing and just kind of living as cheaply as I can. Um, like living in the workshop or living in the bus or whatever. That's, and that's why I went to Mexico. Like, it's not like, well, see you guys. I'm a rich guy on vacation. It's more like, bye, I'm poor. And this is an affordable place to live. Like yeah. food's cheap. It's cheap. So, um, so yeah, I just sold the, the laser. And then what I did was I sold the laser, uh, use some of that, like that money plus some guitar money and stuff to buy the bus, put a whole bunch of labor into the bus. And then like, sold the bus for more than I put into it. I took that money and then did a run of splice pedals. Um, and so hopefully like I'm still sitting on, I think 250 of those splice pedals out of 300. But as I sell those, that money goes back into the nomad production and I'm going to be doing a pre-sale. So it's all just, that's why I'm doing a pre-sale as well. Cause I'm just trying to, you know, not get investors or banks or anybody that's going to, you know, want a chunk of the company or like big loans where it's, cause then it's, to me, it's a scary prospect to be that, yeah. Indeed. Oh, yeah, kind of leverage, so to speak. Yeah. Like just, I'm just trying to bite off as much as I can chew at the, at the moment and then keep growing slowly that way. Well, it's, it's, it's admirable. Self, self-funding your, your entrepreneurial, uh, gamble is pretty cool. Dragon's Den approved. <laughs> Shark's Tank for you, Yanks. Um, I had thought of that too, the Dragon's Den or even Kickstarter, like for this next launch, I was like, maybe Kickstarter. I'm still kind of pondering it, but. I don't, I don't know. It it feels like all those things kind of complicate. And to me, I like the direct relationship of somebody's like, Hey, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to pre-buy one of these. And then yeah, no, when they're ready, I just mail it to the person. There's no third party kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't like, suggesting going on dragons. Then. I mean, that, that one, well, you guess you could. But. Oh, I thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of it. There's adva- there's advantages. Like there are advantages, but at the same time, Free there's a cost. If you get on there. True. Um, well, if you don't look like a jerk, if they don't make you look like it, real. it's true. You never know. Not everybody comes out of there looking good. You gotta wonder, like, how how many of those people are just because you're standing there doing a pitch for television. I gotta assume 
you know, knowing what I, the little bit of like music videos filming and stuff I've been a part of, you film for hours and hours and hours and hours just to get a five minute music video. Oh, yeah. Video. So if, if you're a 15 No, apparently they're segment, there like all day. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're a 15 minute segment on Dragon's Den, I got to imagine you're standing there for nine to 12 hours. Jeepers. No, I, I heard that like sometimes they'll like make deals on TV, but then after they stop filming, like they don't sign anything. Like it's just all, it's mostly yeah. for TV. And sometimes they pick up businesses. Totally. Yeah. Like they, apparently, yeah, you're there all it's, day. It's, and you know, then they edit down that footage and what gets edited down, maybe you look like an absolute, like just moron jerk <laughs> or, you know, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It's, it's Well, they're, they're very good at doing that. Like TV's kind of evolved that way. Like the gotcha kind of editing where it's like, there's like a reaction and then they'll shoot something else and they'll kind of put it together and look like you're reacting to something. Well, it's that's the thing. Like who's to ridiculous. say, like when you're sitting there, like let's say one of the dragons is telling a story and, and it's like a really surprising mm-hmm. story. So the person listening, the entrepreneur pitching makes a shocked face. And then later on, the, the the editor goes, "That's a great look. I'm going to use that for you yeah. what this other dragon said. Something completely different." And it yeah, just, it, it is possible to paint a story that never happened. Yep. For TV, I don't know if that's how dragons I mean, they, can edits or not. I, I, but they do that all the time, just because of the fact that like we want to see shocking things. We're we're more drawn in. Like that's why the, there's the polarization on Facebook. Like that's just kind of a human trait like a feature they're exploiting almost to it's like a like a psychological trick right and i i think they've been doing that for years and years now like that's that type of tv i don't watch tv anymore because of that like they treat you like you're dumb when you watch it yeah you know like it's this weird (laughs) 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 oh you can stream the good stuff but like (laughs) the main like normal tv you just sit there and like it's well, formulated it's, it's as if reality like the, TV uh, is reality just TV's garbage. <laughs> Even commercials are condescending now. I can't They're just do, like, yeah, I've, I've never, as soon as I moved out of my parents' house at like 17, that was the last time I had any kind of cable or anything like that. Cause it's just like, I can't stand it normally. I love the streaming era. Cause I can just cherry pick like, yeah, yes, I, I will gotta watch say back I hate- to the future for the 17th time in a row this week. Yeah, um, particularly at peeve is the is the commercials that are like they kind of focus in on like being Canadian. I mean, the the guys in the states probably get their own version of this, but but you know the Canadian commercials are like everybody's wearing flannel and a toque, and they all go to Tim Hortons. <laughs> like you're one of us, and as a Canadian, this is what we like. And you're like, why are you? You know, like it's is not that, my identity. Is that why it's everybody's so walking around in red plaid with toques on in 22 degrees? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's an identity. Everybody calls the the double like the full denim the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, and I yeah. submit to the court. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, if you're not wearing red and black plaid on top, yeah, that's Ugh. that's the real Canadian tuxedo with an earth tone toque, something brown or gray. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the toque is you can get a little playful with the toque. You can make the tossy. Mustard yellow in yeah, there. <laughs> you're actually probably right. As long as it's got the big droopy back on it, you're, you're fine. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> this is it. End of the show. Don't we talking about moral issues? Well, it's not. It's not the being Canadian thing. It's like the generic, like be be part of the pack kind of stuff. I don't know. I, my brain doesn't work that way. That's, so I think when I see that stuff, I push away from it. I, I don't know if I work that way or not. Um, I think I have always been a little bit of a contrarian, at least. Mm-hmm. Not a, um, 
if not a little bit averse to pack thinking. But, I mean, biologically speaking, we're humans. That's We're a pack creature. <laughs> yeah, that's a safety, right? It's yeah. like a, a fundamental safety feeling of, like, fitting in with the group. You're, you're going to survive the winter. Yeah, that's just how, how we're, we're hardwired for pack life and cooperative type. And then they exploit and, that to sell you potato chips. Yeah. You know, as soon as psychology started mixing with marketing, that's when stuff really went downhill. For <laughs> Anyways, it's like, oh, if we, if we do this, then they're 20% more likely to buy it, even if they don't want to. Oh, okay. Well, let's do that then. Gets dangerous. Anyway, let's sell some Templo stuff. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so you get back, you're, you're, you're selling mm-hmm. spices, you're keeping things afloat, you're starting to work on prototyping, improving redoing the nomad yeah so you're getting close on that you, you were playing guitar earlier today before we hit record and we got to hear mm-hmm. hear it in kind of well not in person but as close in person as we're gonna get and uh, i've been all you know hearing your your instagram videos and stuff mm-hmm. and, and stories and stuff that you've been posting and it sounded pretty good dude sounds really Thanks. good man like, it's I'm, getting I'm, there i'm usually not a spring reverb guy yeah you're man, really nice that too. sounded yeah. good it really did. Yeah, this good. one's an interesting one. It's more lush, like it's less like surfy. I mean, you can get some of that sound, but because that's the thing is like, I've never really messed with spring reverb. I'd never, you know, just because of my lifestyle, like I basically started music and traveling at the same time, which kind of uh, slowed me down in terms of like being able to play tube amps because, you know, they plug into a wall and you need a wall. You know, I'm like, I'm no traveling, I'm carrying stuff. So I was always solid state battery amps like for most of my playing life has been battery amps and then like digital reverbs like the belt and brick or whatever so my buddy we talked a lot about that the first time we had you on about how much we were annoyed at the then current offerings for battery powered amps outside of your creations yeah well and that's that's it it's just it's again out of necessity so then I said, you know what, let's try. And you know what, we, we, we figured out the spring tank. We found some circuits. We tweaked them to work with these smaller tanks that fit into this amp that all sorts like will work with solid state. And then I strummed it once and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what's taken me this long to try this, but I should have been doing this from the beginning. And, uh, and yeah, and, and dialing in the tone too, because I've got some, sometimes it sounds a bit boxy and we thought maybe it was the design of the cab. And like, so again, like this is the, the crazy thing is like, I'm not an engineer. I have an engineering mind, but I didn't train in electrical engineering. I didn't train in like speaker acoustics and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm making it up as I go. And then we're just testing and listening to it and listening and playing and listening and comparing it to things and going, okay, are we close? Let's try this and that. So we couldn't figure out what was happening. And then now we just introduced some more um, EQ kind of stuff into the preamp and uh, like basically the way we do it. And I think a lot of people like there's people out there who do circuit stuff that are geniuses and they make amazing, innovative stuff from nothing. And those guys like hats off to them. But what I'm doing and and what a lot of the people do is like, you'll take stuff that exists and kind of like patch it together. So I'll go, okay, a little piece from here, a little piece from there and put it together and try and make it all fit and sound good. So like my preamp is actually the preamp section of like an old magnetone tube amp that I've then converted that circuit to work with like JFET transistors, but it's still kind of the same spirit, I guess, of that preamp section, the, the volume and tone controls we got from like a fender, uh, what was it? Like a tweed fender, uh, I think it was like a Princeton or something. I can't remember at the, off, off the top of my head, but we just kind of like took bits in here, like the, uh, the 
the spring reverb circuit we got from another old amp. And so we're just kind of putting this together and trying to make it work solid state. And that's where we were having issues with the EQ and stuff. But basically we slap it all together, kind of smooth over all the seams. And now finally it's starting to take shape into something that's its own thing and is starting to sound amazing in its own right. And it's, it feels really cool to get there from, from just like making up as we went. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, okay, listen, we don't do this on the show and we've never done it before. But because you happen to be set up for it, do you want to do you want to mm-hmm. play a little bit and let? Yeah. Sure, I'll see if. Yeah. Okay. Let me just see here. Can you hear? Can you hear it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we can hear. <laughs> I'll see if I can hear it in my headphones. Just, just play. and that's the meteor the harmony meteor sounds great man yeah Yeah, if i didn't know i think you were playing an old fender or something yeah that sounds really good i'm actually now i'm kind of glad you had that all rigged up Now we're gonna and, uh, everybody yeah. that comes on the yeah, show. Like, when do I get to play? <laughs> <laughs> Sound samples. Um, well, that's the neat thing is is I didn't think of this at the time, but I put a line out in there, so I just went from the line out right to my interface, and there we go. There you go. So so and even somebody, so not even. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like you've missed any any asks or any wants. Yeah, so I think one person asked for an effects loop, and I was like, damn, that would be a cool idea to put an effects loop, but, like, one person, I don't know. And then I went to my friend, I was like, Should, do you think I could fit an effects loop in here? And my PCB guy was like, don't talk to me. And then <laughs> he's, like, he's like, man, just leave it, just leave it. I was like, oh, I'll pay you more, just just put it in. And and so, and then what we ended up doing, which was kind of neat, like, I'm trying to be as, you know, clever with this as possible, so we, we use the line out, you can record from the line out, but it also serves as the out for the effects loop. Uh-huh. So it's kind of a multi-purpose. That's what I'm saying. So that's kind of neat. You can so that way you can either get the signal out to record, or you can use it as an effects out, and then there's a return. There's going to be on on the new version. That's pretty darn smart, man. I did. Yeah, and then the there was some things that were bothering me. Like that was why I came back. Cause it's like, I don't want to just say good enough. Like some people do. And some people that I work with do, I'm not going to name names, but I'll go, what about this? And they go, it's good enough. It's fine. It works. And to me, that's, ugh, I hate that. I want it to be like, I want you to, I want to play it and go, Ooh, that feels good. That feels good to play. Not like, ah, eh, that'll do. Like, I want to be able to like, yeah. so now I've got the tone to a point where like, when I stop playing, I put the guitar down, I walk to the other room. And I have that feeling in my chest where I'm like, I want to turn around and go pick that up again. That's what I'm shooting for. Is that, that craving for it, you know? You know, that that reminds me of something uh, um, Phil McKnight was talking about on one of his podcasts. He's he's a YouTube podcaster, uh, if anybody Mm -hmm. doesn't know him. Great podcast. And uh, he he brought up a thing on his show about, he can always tell when the company has the founder involved in it still. Yeah, because there's just mm-hmm. a different level of passion. There's a different level of like quality obsession, and mm-hmm. uh, 
he's he says he you know if you're and I was, I've said this many times. Paul Rudd Smith is just not really quite up my alley guitar wise, but I will say their quality is impeccable. And he he said the same thing many times about PRS. And he said uh, he attributes that to the fact that Paul is still at the head of the company. He's still there day in, day out, mm-hmm. managing everything. Um, whereas, you know, when you look at, like, Fender or Gibson, per se, they're, they're run by or uh, like if you a wanna, committee. Yeah, if you really want to, like, mm-hmm. nail one to the wall, like, Hamer. They, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that brand is, uh, well, I mean. You know what I mean, though? Like, they yeah. made some phenomenal instruments back in the day when the founders were a part of it, and it wasn't shortly thereafter. They yeah. went to they went to turd. So when we think of, like, Fender or Gibson, mm-hmm. really what we're talking about is Leo Fender's era and mm-hmm. Ted McCarty's era. Now, mm-hmm. Ted McCarty wasn't the founder, but for all intents and purposes, everything we care about Gibson for, was Ted his, McCarty. Was his doing, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and you could, you could tell as soon as those guys weren't involved anymore, when Leo sold Fender, when McCarty left Gibson, you could tell, you, you can, you can tell it in the, in the history easily. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's, I, th- I would venture to say, I'm taking a real long road to get here. Um, I would venture to say you have that, that energy going on with, uh, with Templo. Oh, thanks. Um, You've got that passion. You've got that. I want it to be the best. I want this idea to be the best the idea can be, and it's delivered. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that, you know. And this isn't to slight anybody you're working with. That that's just this is something that nobody but you can have. Yeah, because they're at a completely yeah. different place yeah. with it, right? And that's the thing is I have to realize that at the end of the day, like the only person that's going to care is going to be me. So if I look to the people around me and go, "Hey, what do you think?" and they'll go, "Eh." It's fine. Just stop bothering me. And, and I have to be the one to go, no, no, we're going to push this forward because it matters to me. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, they could care and they probably do care deeply about how good a job they're doing and what the product is and stuff like that, but it will never Mm. be you. It will never be. I came up with this idea. It's my name on the line. I don't think there's anybody around me like involved in this. That's really that. Uh, invested to be honest. Like I do have people helping me and they're, they're great. Um, but to them, it's kind of like a, just a, like a little side thing that they'll answer some questions or they'll be involved a bit, but I don't feel like there's anybody who, whose heart is in it. And I'd love that. I'd love to assemble a team of people who like really believe in this. That's kind of what I'm, that's the point I'm at now where I need yeah. almost like somebody who believes in it and to, to do the business side or something to come in and believe in it. Right. Right. Well, I mean, that's what you're, that's what you're doing, right? You got to grow the business. That's, that's, yeah. next, that's one of the next, uh, evolutions it'll have to take. Yeah. That's what's, what's trying to happen now. So, but it'd be nice to assemble a team. That'd be good. So I don't have to do everything from sweeping the floors to the website, to <laughs> designing the circuits, <laughs> to taking the pictures and editing the videos. Yeah. It's, it would be nice to have a, to have a team of people who believed in this, but we're, I think we're going to get there. And I say we in the Royal sense, I guess, cause it's me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. Totally get it. And I think you've got the right product, you know, between the splice and the nomad. Those are, those are the two I see as, as your, as the flagships of the operation. Mm-hmm. You've always done other cool stuff. You've made the, you know, the, the odd guitar here and there, and then you've got the, uh, you've, you've done the occasional pedal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, definitely the two things you're, you're, you're the cornerstones, the pillars you're relying on to to build this enterprise are definitely the yeah. splice and the nomad. Yeah. Yeah, for the moment, that's that's what we've got. I've got a whole bunch of stuff in the works, but it takes a long time to go from uh, brain to market. Oh yeah, especially yeah. when you like knock over parts bins and you have to spend a day 
<laughs> Actually, there's a there's a really good a really good pro tip for that that oh. I found when you knock over loose stuff in the shop. Um, and what you do is you get a carpet and you just throw it over it, <laughs> and then you forget about. It. You know what's crazy is like, I think a a cable st- like you know those uh, like a staple for holding up uh, wiring in your house. Yeah, you know, I, like one of those actually hit the floor. And two strips of pick material. I was gonna say, looking over there, everything nothing is still hit the on floor the for the most part. Like, it's a, it's an absolute disaster. But it's a huge table. Yeah, like the table is more than four feet wide. So it just didn't, and there was a bunch of crap on it already. So it just kind of like all filtered down like sand into the yeah. junk that was already on you'll the be, desk. It'll be annoying. To, you'll, but you'll be able to mostly just sit down there and just kind of uh, resort the parts. I sure hope it's as easy as that. <laughs> I'm an optimist. Yeah, and much of it wasn't really like things that I need. It was stuff that was like because when I you picked, bought a big lot, of I stuff. bought a big lot of stuff, and so many of the things that were in that lot were, were kind of I was sequestering them into that little parts chest cabinet oh. thing. And uh, yeah, can I share a story? I guess remind me of something. It's in, it's in a big lot of stuff. So. Um, oh, oh, I should have shared that on the this week. Yeah, you, well, you didn't really do a this week thing. You, you were kind of, th- but I actually am going tomorrow to pick up another huge lot of stuff from a friend of mine, the same friend. Oh, <coughs> that would be my, Neil. Yeah, or, Yale. Or Yale. Yeah, my friend Yale. She's. Okay. Uh, I figured it was one of the. She's two. working in like <laughs> in uh, electronic, in an electronics parts okay. shop, I guess, and and they that's got a good a, fit for her. Yep, huge, and they got a big lot of stuff so, from a like a rate ham radio guy. Oh, and so okay. it's all through whole quarter watt. Perfect. So. Uh, new this week that I didn't share, which mm-hmm. I should have. A little self-promotion, speaking of being a businessman. <laughs> uh, oh, Al, come on. <laughs> uh, I uh, I did. I think we talked about it last last yeah, show, but I bit. did I did kind of put it out there on, on just on Facebook locally um, that I am going to start offering tech services for guitar and stuff and take on some, some work that way and, uh, you know, keep it limited, like I said. And... Uh, Immediately upon putting that ad out there, I found my inbox when I woke up the next day just pummeled full of stuff. Nice. Now it's a lot of what I you know might be called tire kickers. Sure. Um, but it was you know interest was high. That's great. Um, a lot of stuff that I'm just not. I don't want to take on. Uh, it's like, hey, will you uh, do a swimming pool route on my Les Paul so I can put four pickups in there like Steve Howe from Yes? Uh, no. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> now is that the is that the the princess in you that won't swimming pool route a Les Paul, or you just no, don't want to take on the it's, work? It's it's beyond what I feel comfortable taking on in my limited okay. space and limited tool set right now. Because all I have for tools, my router burnt in the fire, uh, the fire at my parents' house, oh, not yeah, even yeah. the fire. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't, I've I've lost some stuff. Yeah, I have the limited tools I recovered last week. Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm not taking on anything I don't feel comfortable doing with that tool set. Um, so I had, a, you know, I had, I did have somebody reach out and want that. That was a request. Crazy. They wanted to route a swimming pool and put four freaking humbuckers in their last ball. So yeah, I don't know who's going to end up doing that job, but uh, I gave some recommendations. Um, hey, you should. Uh, hey guys, send in your tools to Al if you have spare tools. Send them into. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I won't gonna say post no. your address. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 anything and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a box. Glass blowing tools. Yeah, yeah. Make your, the vocation does not really matter. <laughs> what is this? Locksmithing, <laughs> just a tool. <laughs> Jackhammers, I'll just anything. Get some three tooth dude with a '60s pickup truck just dropping off a 
just, you know, just, just shoving it out the back. Just an English wheel in my parking space at the condo. Oh, just I like see. I would three take tons of wrenches. <laughs> yes. yeah. like, oh, I would take great. an English wheel. These are all 10 mil. What do I need? <laughs> okay. Anyways. He's um, the guy. Maybe that's, the, the that's where they've all gone. That's, that's where they've all gone. That's yeah. the guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. He's like got him. The, the, the 10 mil wrench. Leprechaun just skipping yep. around different auto body shops, <laughs> just running off. The, oh, I can't find my ten mil. Oh, stupid. Anyways, so I get one of the messages I got. Casper's going to know the exact guy. He's a notorious guy around our area. Facebook seller, always buying and selling. I already know the guy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And no matter what it is, he puts it for a tippy top of the market price. That is like it kind of makes you go like. Well, like just it it takes you back every time you see what he's priced his stuff at. Yeah, it's it's literally the toppest dollar you will yeah. find it for. That's if, what he posts it if for. If a piece of gear in like never been out of the box condition is worth two k, he'll post it for twenty two hundred. Oh, um, he's that guy. Yeah, he messaged me on my little ad saying I'm offering some tech services, you know, guitar setups. Hit me up. This is a okay. Listen, man, this is a coin toss. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. He offered. I, for, I honestly do don't know how this guy would <laughs> yeah. react to that. I'll let statement. you work on my guitars for exposure. Uh, no, on I Facebook. did get one of those guys though. Really? Yeah, I I got a guy who messaged me like, "Hey, man, I got a couple of guitars you can set up, and I'll give you a nice reference." Like, I already have reference. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I charge those references. You take your stuff and leave, sir. Um, no, this guy messaged me, this notorious buyer-seller, uh, high-priced dude, and said, I've amassed a lot of extra equipment and parts and heads and blah, 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 et cetera, that I can sell to you for a good price. I was he like, <laughs> He's offering you oh. this, the scabs he had left over. He messaged oh. me on my ad where I'm offering services for money to try and make himself money yep. selling me stuff. Yeah, Facebook's the new Craigslist. I was just like, you are next, you are, I will give you this, sir. You are next level capitalism. <laughs> and this guy already annoys me. Like, I have I have a policy. Unless it's, I, I haven't blocked him, so I still see the stuff he posts. Yeah. But I have a, I've had a policy for quite a while that you and I have talked about many times in private. Like I'm not buying anything from this guy, and I constantly scour. Yeah. The the. I, I got a guy like that too. Yeah, and I, I won't buy crap from this guy. It would take something I desperately want for me to yeah. think about it. It's crazy because some of my friend circle actually he's a part of their friend circle. Yeah. So like I know him personally. I've met him before. We've talked and so, like, yeah, so we've jammed people, before. Yeah. And like he, he's a decent guy. But when you bring that in, it's like when he like his his business side is not the guy that goes to jam night. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I just I was just like, all right, this for me it was just like this is this is the approach to money that I hate. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so like a little little thick, buddy. Yeah. So anyway, that was a that was my week. <laughs> Super late in the episode. <laughs> Can't you remember tech work, and you're in the Okanagan area. I can't remember <laughs> some, that brought something up for me too. I went, oh, oh, and now it's gone. But so you're getting a part. No, no, uh, not that. Some Yale. Um, dang, I'm gonna think about it here for a second. But um, you said something that 
<laughs> triggered a thought, and then it it was fleeting. I guess wasn't that important. All right, dynamite radio. <laughs> yeah, well, just, yeah, everybody. I'm human. I forget uh, things. <laughs> I had a thing. I'm not going to say what it is, and also I've forgotten it. Yeah, I have forgotten it. Definitely have. Keep going. That's Talk called, amongst yourselves. That's, I will. That's uh, called I've turned forty. I am uh, not forty yet. I turned thirty nine in. <laughs> uh, let's call it sixteen days, two weeks, a little more than two weeks. Yeah. Anyway, your your brain is mush. It's turning into the yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's hitting that process. Yep. <laughs> you passed your warranty. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so far out of warranty, man. You can start changing stuff, and the manufacturer doesn't even care yeah, anymore. You don't you don't hang out with them in person. Listen, <laughs> this is factory defective. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much, Al. Factory defective. <laughs> I'm gonna hang on to that for a while. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna, just gonna build build my deep, build yeah. my my Let core foundation of, of self on yeah. that one. <laughs> Oh, geez. So I have a question for your nomad expansion. Mm-hmm. At what point, and I know this maybe goes against the uh, the design ethos, but what do we got to do for a 12-inch speaker version? Oof, man. So that's, that's the thing is uh, I was going to have the chassis made, and then I could make whatever size cabinet I wanted because I would be doing that part of it. Uh, and the 12 was definitely on the docket for that. I'd already designed a 12 inch cabinet. Um, I'd experiment with some speakers. I even made the chassis, um, reverse compatible where I could start installing them in like ramblers, like the smaller, smaller eight inch speaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then just, yeah, just the way that the world went and the way that factories like, so I don't know if I elaborated, but basically the factories in China are prioritizing larger orders so they're not really doing as much with the smaller stuff or this is the information i've been given and so my choice was either go back to the way i was doing it which was like have my pcbs made from one place have you know my heat sinks made another place like just basically buy every piece individually and then do everything myself which is like solder on all the controls and the jacks like i had been doing or have them make it completely all the way to packaging and send me like a finished product so those are my options so i ended up trying to go down, we're going down the road of like having the finished product made, Mm. uh, which makes things easier for me in a lot of ways, but also kind of limits what I can do in terms of variations and stuff. Um, So that is the unfortunate part. I mean, I also did make the chassis reverse compatible with the original Nomad. So if you've already bought a Nomad, you can just upgrade the chassis. You don't have to buy a whole new amp, which is nice. Um, so I will be selling those only to people who have already bought a Nomad. Like, cause I've, I got some messages of people like, Hey, just sell me a chassis. And I was like, I don't know who you are or what you want with this, but don't really do that. So if you already have a Nomad, I can like sell you a, another chassis, but you can take that and put into a bigger cab if you want. But unfortunately, yeah, like we went with the 10, um, but the 10 does sound quite full. Like, oh, it doesn't tell, it's not, I'm not, I'm not hacking on the way it sounds. I just, uh, I just know a certain, but yeah, a 12, a 12 is nice. I won't argue with you there. Like a 12 is nice. A 10 is ideal for me. Cause it just fits within like the carry on and like above <laughs> an airplane and stuff, which is nice. Like you put it under your airplane seat. It's, it's super portable. Like you could almost fit it in a, like a, in a medium sized backpack you can get in. Yeah. Which so I, I will admit the 12 inch size immediately takes it out of that. Yeah. Uh, that incredible level of convenience. And then, and I'm yeah. not saying you're not wrong to be doing what you're doing because for your goals, for what your product is, <clears throat> you're, you're nailing it. You're absolutely. Nailing well, it. but 
you're also not wrong. Like a 12 inch speaker is really nice. And we've messed around with it, like when testing and stuff, and it just sounds a lot fuller, right? Like it's a bigger speaker, you're moving more air. Um, I, I mean, hopefully at some point down the line, it'd be cool. I'd even thought of doing like a 212, which might be a little kind of ridiculous for a battery amp, like to carry around a 212 or a 210. Um, Lightning but you know, it's never ridiculous in any form. <laughs> Well, but I mean, it would be bigger. Like it would be a, quite a large amp to be a two twelve. Yeah, right? but I mean, I think, um, there's, I think there's demand for it. Look at the Fender Tone Master series. You get the Tone Master Twin. That's a two twelve, and people are loving that mm, just because it's light. See, but it's not. I think the True. the niche here is the battery operated. Yeah, yeah. Not to like, you know, say but how to how to do stuff. If but you're a busker and you like your Fender Twin sound, and you could take that Fender Twin sound and play it without power. I just can't see a busker lugging that on a bus or in a car. I mean, maybe, you know what I mean? But, but for me personally, like, I don't know, that's, it's a big, it's a big ask to yeah. carry some well, of that I mean, big. We, where we live, the buskers are all hipsters that live in uh trendy downtown apartments. And Pretty much. Just, yeah. They just, they just amble downstairs in the morning and start busking. <laughs> they run an extension cord into their apartment. Yeah. Pretty it, much. It's, there's, yeah, there's uh, not, I mean, not here in Vernon, but in Kelowna, which is primarily where you'll see the buskers. There's, Designated busker zones. Yep. Yeah. And, and they have power they outlets. Have power, so. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I know. I'm not on thinking... that program for one year. Like for a summer, I went on that. I did whatever too. it was. Uh, I can't remember what it's called anymore. I just I just tossed the the like photo ID that you had to carry to be do to do it, and it's funny, but there was a certain set of people that they got the good spots. And the, even though the system was designed so that oh, you weren't supposed, supposed to be able to, to do that, yeah, man, it was just like, you try and go hit one of these bus stops and they were, there was nothing but garbage left over. You couldn't like, you know, there was like maybe 10 people walked by in an hour versus some of the other ones were like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people every minute. So, yeah. No, yeah. It was, it's, it's a stupid system. Yeah. Um. So, but to answer your question, I'm not taking anything off the table. Like I think later on down the line, I want to try different designs, sizes, yeah. stuff like that. Well, I mean, you can always but I had because I, I mean, I I just happen to know a guy, handsome. handsome I thought about that too. A one, to be honest, base breaker cabinet. Who? Uh, well, you have to swap. See, I thought about that too. Is like have a have a nomad head with a battery built in and the spring tank all in one little thing would be mm -hmm. cool as well. Mm -hmm. That'd be stupid cool, dude. Yep. And I even thought of doing like a pedal version, like a pedal board power amp version. Cause there's a, a few companies doing that right now. I don't, yep. I wouldn't have the spring, the spring tank. Uh, and then the battery is a little trickier, but, but that kind of technology, like I, those considerations are there. Like I've, I've got friends in Mexico who regularly gig and down there getting gear is a nightmare and everything's hard on gear, the, the climate, the electrical systems. So like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of considerations for stuff I want to do. But again, like, I have to get this one run of these out. And then once that's stabilized, then I can start looking at other options, but it's, it's a big endeavor to, to yeah, take no. something like when you're, <laughs> you know, when you're not doing one offs, like that's the thing is like, that's why I'm trying to fit as much into this as I can. So it's as versatile as possible, but you know, it's, it's hard to do custom stuff when you go bigger. Yeah. And it, yeah, it doesn't help when you have an idiot like me sitting here like, hey, Scott, just do all these different things that I'm not in, <laughs> invested in. I'm no, they're on the list. They're, they're definitely, a, no, they're on the list. They're definitely on the list. But uh, but it's just me. Like, it's, it's literally just me doing everything. So, so I, I have a, once I, have I can a grow a bit. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. The size of the battery cells, like the actual pack itself, 
How, what, uh-huh. what is a, just a rough dimension of that? Like, is it smaller than like a, a CS12? What's a CS12? Like a True Tone CS12. It's a great, big, huge power brick. Like, it's what I have under my pedal board. So it's like if you're uh, running a pedal board power amp, you could make a pedal board power supply literally just using yeah. the cells and the outputs. Well, I could I could do that as well. I think Gorva Design is uh, coming out actually with uh, with like a, a self-contained uh, power supply with all the 9-volt uh, isolated outs. And yep. he just he's just coming out with it now, which looks pretty cool. But that's... Um, that's three volts, 10 amp hours. My batteries are 21 volts, 10 amp hours. So they're like, they're, they're quite sizable. They're like seven times the voltage of his and the same amperage. So, um, to the, the, like I went overboard on the batteries for a good reason. Like some people said, Oh, maybe you can make them smaller or you can go with lower voltage to me. It's like, no, this battery has to last forever and have a ton of juice to get you the, the volume you need. So it's about the size. I would say, I can't think of it like a household object that's comparable, but it's, um, it's probably, it's bigger than the spring tank. That's for sure. So I'd say maybe a cell phone and a half long <laughs> by a cell phone width high and wide almost. Okay. If that helps, depending on the cell phone, but it's like, I've got one right here. It is, I'd say nine, let's say eight inches by two by three. Okay. Two by three. That's not bad. So. It's a, it's a, it's a sizable battery. Um, I charge mine like once a month. So it's a, yeah, it's a good battery. And that would be the issue with doing a head or doing a pedal board size one is like, where do you hide that much battery or do you reduce the capacity, which to me isn't ideal. But if you're putting it on your pedal board, then you're most likely gigging and have regular access to charging. So you could charge every show rather than like mine's designed to charge like every three or four days. If you have to, if you're out, you know, wherever traveling around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are the, some of the considerations is the size of the battery and fitting that into spaces and stuff like that. Or like having a separate battery, like, so you'd have yeah. the head and then a, a battery pack, like almost like a drill, like you could swap them out. That's well, not I a mean, bad idea either. We, uh, we know a fellow making uh, portable pedal board power supplies that, ex- that exclusively use drill, um, drill batteries drill battery from like Mil- Milwaukee and Detroit and uh, yeah. DeWalt and Makita. Mr. Mr. Mike, yeah. uncle, uncle amplification. Actually, yeah, somebody, you know, you you might want to talk to him. He's he's a very smart engineer, um, and he's he's got a lot of things that he's uh, designed. He's experienced, um, and he's got a lot of things on the go. He he does it. He does gear stuff mostly for the passion of it. He he also owns a brewery and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not <laughs> financially, it's not nece- necessary for him to. Let, he's not on the line for anything like. Like it's your whole world, like it is for you. Um, I'll bet yeah. you he'd be a great resource for you to have contact with and 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 discuss ideas. Yeah, with. I think I saw. I think I saw him. You guys might have linked him, but I'd seen like something about like a pedal enclosure with a drill battery clip, kind of on top of it or something. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. what he's doing. Clip a drill battery, which is which is clever. And I had somebody asked me about doing that for the amps, and to me, that's not. It wasn't super practical at the time, but because um, like I really want a huge capacity. It also runs all your pedals and stuff, so. I think drill batteries might be low in terms of uh, amp hours. Like they, they do have the higher voltage, like 20 volts, 18 volts, which would work. But I just kind of ruled it out early on because 
again, like I don't want to be carrying a bunch of batteries while I'm traveling. Like it's yeah. all self-contained. No, and- I just, I just think, uh, given you're you're in a pretty related field of stuff that has a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff explored, and he's a very yeah. giving, giving guy with information and stuff like that. So I yeah, I'll look him up. You should, Thanks. You, should, you two should talk. Yeah. Um, but I do think uh, I do think a head version of your Nomad would have a lot of very practical value. Yeah, um, I think so too, and that that's definitely on the list. And a base version, people have been asking me for a base version yeah. for like two years now. So I mean, it's all there, but like just getting the, like a base version would be a completely different preamp. There'd be like kind of a limiter or compressor in there. Um, like it, it's a whole other beast. And it's just getting the Nomad to this point has been like a couple years. Hopefully, it would you know speed up the process for the next ones. But it takes like a minimum a year for me to go from an idea to a commercial product, at least one that's refined to a point that I'm happy with. Yeah. No, I think I think it's it's you're you're very on the on the money to be focusing on the guitar. I think for for somebody who approaching um what I would say is professional level busking amplifiers. Um Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping for. But that can be used in all settings. Um Yeah. And and also like you can record and yeah, like to me, it's, it is a busking amp, but I I don't actually busk that much. Like I travel around and stuff and sometimes I'll gig or whatever, but you can the cool thing about this is like there's advantages to it that people are slowly realizing like for jazz players who do gigs, it's like you carry down the bus, you go to your gig, you have a really clean, loud, small amp, you know, for your jazz gig, or you go record with it and it's got no 60 cycle hum because well, it's not plugging in the wall. Or, like, you know, an amp that is its own power, um, if well-designed, which you're focused very hard on making sure it is, um, you're going to be completely isolated. So it's not going to have mm-hmm. those power issues that are so easy to run across in studio settings. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's, a, that's an incredibly powerful thing. So you can literally, yeah, right. cause I, I knew a guy named Josh and his studio called propeller studios. He, he he's, it's, he sold it now. He works in a more uh, traditional studio now, but for, for while he was running propeller studios, he bought this old radio truck from CBC Canada's national radio station. Um, Uh And it was, it was a portable broadcasting and recording truck and he converted it to a full on multi-million dollar studio on wheels. Oof. And uh, so what Josh would do was he would record anywhere. And I mean, anywhere. Um, And there's, there's something cool about being able to do that because of the, the atmosphere you can get in very different locations and then, yeah. you know, you can change the levels of stress by like not being in a studio environment. Some people find that more stressful than helpful. So if you can go to their house or like, hey, you like that, you know, cow field behind your place? We'll go record in the cow field. Well, you can approach some of that with the these nomads. Because, I mean, it, to, to record these days, you need a laptop. Most, mm-hmm. there's countless interfaces that draw all of their power off your laptop. Mm-hmm. You could literally, your studio could be in a suitcase in your car um, yeah. or on your back. And with a Nomad, you can go out and go yeah. back out into the cow pasture without having to have the multi-million dollar CBC truck. Yeah, you could climb a mountain. You could record a, You could record an album on top of a mountain. Yeah, I do. Or in a boat in the middle of the ocean. You could yeah. go out into the middle of the ocean and record. That's, uh, yeah, that's, very, that's the point cool. of it. That's That's super, super cool. I love it. So I, yeah. there's, there's huge advantages to, to this amp uh, to anybody listening who might be thinking like, this is, ah, this is kind of more for buskers. It's not for me. Well, no, <laughs> this, is, this is a very practical tool. 
for all of us. Well, and the 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 other thing uh, that I was thinking is like because there's a lot of considerations when making something that's trying to check all these boxes. And originally, like this, so this power amp that I'm using can put out 100 watts, but to do so, we'd have to make the battery quite bigger. And then originally, it was going to be 100 watts. And then I said, you know what? you don't really need more than 50. Like everybody, there's, there's a couple of memes going around. Like everybody had these like half stacks or whatever back in the day. And now, you know, they go oh, 50 Watts is too much for my bedroom or whatever, where it's, you know, if you need anything more than 50 Watts, you just mic your amp. Like if you're playing in a venue that really needs that much volume, like this is enough volume for you to hear yourself on stage. And then you just mic it and run it out to the room. So like in a lot of scenarios, you wouldn't need more than this. But again, there are, you know, times when you would like a big amp, but for like 80% to say 85% of cases, this could do all of that. Yeah. I think unless you're part of, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say like an arena band, like Coldplay, but then I was like, they're, they're using like 41 amps and stuff like that. in DI boxes Yeah, was a bad example. Yeah. I couldn't, I, unless you're, ugh, I hate that I'm saying this, unless you're a Nickelback. <laughs> or you know something like that and if you are you have bigger problems yeah, if you're a nickelback <laughs> woe be unto you um <laughs> but that's that's the kind of level you have to be at to be playing half stacks and full stacks and to to get away with it or at least even have an argument for any practical value because <laughs> they don't have a lot of practical value not in today's high quality mics high quality pas environment um you know, Nickelback's doing it because, well, they're that's the rock show. They're going to stack up a bunch of amps. And listen, folks, I've set up Nickelback shows. I've been the hired crew that sets up the back line. All those cabs are empty. <laughs> There's nothing in them. They're just a wall of boxes that are empty. And one of them, <clears throat> back by the guitar text workstation, that one has a nomad in it. It's a nomad. <laughs> Surprise! There's a nomad sitting back there. That's the one that's mic'd up and stuff. The ones on stage are all just dummies. So even Nickelback doesn't do the the Nickelback thing. The Nickelback thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's some old school diehards that that's what they're going to do till they drop dead. Angus Young, sorry Scott, Angus Young's not going to play a nomad. No, that's okay. And Angus Young's he, he gets a pass. Angus Young's not going to drop down to a practical fifty watt like. <laughs> combo amp it's, it's, no. that's not what angus you know, that's not how we do yeah but he's got his own 18 wheelers and you know yeah. they don't right. have to worry about them. yeah when you when you have a crew of like nine guys dedicated to your guitar rig <laughs> you can play whatever you want it, practical has a different meaning like speeding tickets don't apply to the rich practical mm -hmm. amp scenarios don't apply to rock stars <laughs> it's funny we had a i don't know if anybody heard but uh I got here and we had a giant storm in Ontario. Um, and then it took out all the power. Yeah, it yeah. took out all our power. And it was like, we were without, there's some places still without power, but we were without power for like a day and a half, which, you know, it's not a big deal. I lived in a bus. So it, to me, it wasn't a big deal. But I was sitting around and I was like, man, I'm bored. And then I was like, wait a second, I make battery amps for a living. So I just like turned on my amps and started playing because I'm like, oh, I don't need power for any of this. So I have all yeah. these tube amps around and, end up playing mine and I charged my phone off of it. I made a little adapter that goes into the pedal power thing. And so I could charge my phone and could you sell that to anybody? The, the pedal adapter, <laughs> the phone charger. Yeah. Um, slap one of those in the nomad box, my friend. That's, that's, I was thinking about it, but I, you know, all you gotta do is there's something a, about like a USB. Oh, it's just for power. I, 
yeah, I know. And, and I could do that and I could put Bluetooth in it, but I feel like they're kind of sacrilegious to what I'm going for. I know it's silly, <laughs> but like, you know, as soon as you see Bluetooth on a battery amp, you go, oh, it's a karaoke piece of crap you know like no i don't know there's, you Scott, i know listen this is my opinion maybe i'd hide it inside there's just something about that kind of thing where it's i i love the old stuff and so i'm i'm trying to update it like and the same thing with my guitars where it's like you know you want to keep that old aesthetic but you want to bring it into the modern age so I, it's I practical it, for you i think right? you are doing that but i also think if you're if you're the the guy for buskers you gotta you gotta also consider a lot of these buskers are using backing tracks and I guess the guy yeah. at the farmer's market put today their, was, yeah, put their lyrics up on an iPad on their mic stand that could, well, could use some charging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, maybe I could make a thing that goes on the pedal board that converts from nine volts to USB. That wouldn't be hard, but to, con- to change, to change the amp design at this point would be a nightmare. My, yeah. if my, if my layout guy's listening, <laughs> he's like <laughs> stabbing a picture of me right now. Your, 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 your PCB guy is just going to mail you. A yeah. Bomb. <laughs> every time, every time. Yeah. He's, here's the new prototypes. Just plug it in. Uh, that's the, why is the battery ticking? So, um, cause every time I go back, to him with like a correction i go oh, hey can you change this part value we're changing the tone or here's a little error that wasn't working on this recent board and uh, at every time i go back to him go, hey while you're in there why don't we you know just completely redo everything add this <laughs> throw that on there he's like no stop listen scott so he, here's, what, yeah. here's what you gotta do man at the end of this when you've got the the bluetooth in there <laughs> phone charger no got i draw a line of bluetooth uh, you get you get a okay. Well, you know maybe you can maybe while charging you can get an input off that. Then How, how's that? Um, <laughs> the thing is, like it. if you if if you want a Bluetooth battery powered music device, you can buy one on Amazon for twelve dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you can get them anywhere. Why would I compete with that? Like they're they're so affordable. They're everywhere. <laughs> And if that's what you're trying to do, you can find them anywhere. This is this is kind of specific for this situation, and I didn't want to, you know, throw on things that would be excessive or, you know, like okay, okay, that would take away okay. from the sound just, or, you know. Toss I, ideas out there. But I'm just, you know, when you're all done and, this and when you've got the Nomad 2.0 or whatever version you're on uh, perfected, uh-huh. it's probably like 19.3 or whatever. <laughs> um, then you, when you're Oprah Rich – off your brilliant huh? this business, you're gonna fly Oprah down. Rich. The, yeah, when you're Oprah Rich, you're gonna fly down to the Philippines. Uh huh. You're gonna get your guy. Uh huh. And you're gonna throw him the best birthday he's ever had. <laughs> Just throw him apart. Hey, I bought you a country. I bought you one of the islands. Here we go, my friend. Here are you can have- fifteen wives, boyfriends. Partners. Oh, his wife would not like that. Here's a castle. Here's 15 husbands for your wife. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. Now it's starting to even out. Yeah, here's three, good. Here's three Quality. cars. Here's a, a 17 layer cake. I mean, I could just hire another guy. Like, just go find another guy to pick on. Like, start fresh with some guy who doesn't know <laughs> what he's in for. Hey, hey, how much do you charge for PCB layout? Oh, man. I'll just go, like, ask him if he's got buddies from his just, engineering just school goes to the original guy i i don't know why but i'm i'm, I'm just gonna call him kyle it just feels like that's a that's a move you pull on a kyle 
Oops, no, his later, name is Kyle. I'm gonna shout him out because I don't know if he's listening. His name is Justin from Calicot Audio. He's awesome. He's he's awesome at what he does. He's very patient with me. Like I've lost it on him so many times during COVID. It's like, why is this not working? This is your fault. He's like, okay, settle down. We'll start this out. He's been amazing, to be honest. All right. But you know, I've pushed this man so far because right. every so, time, okay. yeah. Don't don't buy. Listen, don't buy him 15 wives or or boyfriends. That's. That's a curse. I think that's illegal. I don't know uh, yeah, if I you know, can do so that anymore. Buying people is bad. I don't know what store you're going to, but I want the, I want oh, the address man, after the show. Walmart. Walmart sells no. you anything. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. No, but what you, what you do is you t- you, t- you 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 send Justin just a gift. It's my Walmart wife. Just a just a gift pack of all gift packs. You, some nice wine. We'll hook you up with an Okanagan wine or some kind. You know, we'll we'll help you. Yeah. We'll help you spoil Justin. We'll 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 smooth this all out. Like Justin, it was all worth yeah. it. Here's look 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 how much I love you. I think once he just sees the joy on people's faces from playing the Sam, I don't know. Maybe he'll hate me slightly less, but he'll be okay. <laughs> he'll be. Fine. Uh. But um, yeah, well, the, the thing is, like, to get back to your to your point, like the with the Bluetooth and all that stuff, like, surprisingly, this this amp is pretty much analog, except for the power amp, which is a Class D, which is like a switching power amp. Um, everything else is analog, like it's all like an analog preamp with JFETs and like all pretty old school in terms of like the circuitry. So there's there's nothing digital in there, and I don't have to like get it certified with the FCC or anything like that because I'm not doing any crazy digital stuff that can interfere with things. And so that's kind of the other thing. I just wanted to keep it pretty straightforward. Like this is basically, I took a tube amp, I turned it into transistors, and then I put it through a class D to get it as efficient and as loud as I can from a battery. And that's it. Like it's nothing, there's no digital modeling. There's no like amp emulation. It's, I mean, in a sense, I guess it's like modeling the circuit of the amp but with transistors rather than like digital circuitry so it's pretty analog it's as analog as you can get because i'm a fan of analog the splice pedals all analog um and yeah i just kept it simple like that so the bluetooth to me like just seems like sacrilege <laughs> that's fair enough <laughs> you're you're definitely definitely not obligated to Listen to all my dumb ideas. I'll have more don't I'll, you worry i'll put a usb in yours if you want i'll, I'll, I'll come to your house we'll put a usb in there and we'll never mention it again. See, that's how you had to say it. it was like, I'll tell you <laughs> what, Al, we'll put one in the nomad that you've bought and paid for. And that would have just that would shut me you. up right there. Yeah. Like, how about the one you've not purchased yet, Al? Huh? Oh yeah. So you're tire kicking. That's you're you're the tire kicker. That's, yeah, that's He's the worst <laughs> tire kicker. The, the kicky has become the kicker. First off, I'm not the worst tire kicker. I'm impoverished. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different problem I, well, you know i guess okay it's called a fantasy shopper yes. it's called yeah it's a when, fantasy when shop when i made all my money in my 20s i did not tire kick once i bought way too much crap yeah which is actually partially maybe responsible for now <laughs> you should have bought yahoo stock yeah should have uh, bought bitcoin bitcoin it didn't exist in his 20s talking about that's what true. Things I could have invested Wait, no, in, no. in my twenties. Two thousand. General Electric. That was the time to invest old, in Apple. How old were you in two thousand and eight? Two thousand eight. I would have been twenty-seven. Yep. See, should have bought Bitcoin. Was Yahoo still on the way up or MySpace? No, Yahoo was on the way down at that point. 
Um, Can we shout out to Tom from MySpace, by the way? Because he just gave us profiles, made his millions, and took off. He didn't try and, like, influence <laughs> elections, know. you know? The dude's that. just taking pictures nowadays. Tom, like, good for him. Tom is the great. Anytime anybody hacks on him, he's just like, yeah, I sold my company for hundreds of millions of dollars, and now I just travel the world taking pictures. And what's your problem yeah. exactly? Like, <laughs> he's, not, he's not Zuck, you know? He did it right. He did. He did do it right. Oh, <laughs> the good old days. Bring back my space. Yeah, the things, the things I, I could have invested in in my 20s that would have been brilliant are like Apple stocks, Google. Google oh, yeah. was very much in its infancy. Yep. Time uh, machines. I could have invested in like PayPal. Yep. Lots of things like that that were just like blips on the horizon and uh, would have made me a billionaire. And I didn't understand any of that stuff. So <laughs> what I did do was paint for a great income. And then buy those half stacks that nobody and buy uh, yeah. in upwards of 50, uh, 50 guitars at one yeah. time. Yeah. I think those half stack stonks went down. And that's just the guitars I had at once at that time, not yeah. not the ones I'd bought, bought and sold. And or at, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you had to guess, Al, how many guitars do you think you've owned? That I've owned, in what time frame? Uh, all time. All time. Yeah. Hundreds. Well, since I've known you, you've owned like twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I am very good. You don't own that many guitars, but you've I've you've rolled a over a lot of guitars just in the last 20 is a lot to have at once. I'm just saying. Just in the last 6 months I've literally had four different SGs. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get did you sell the woodpick card one? I did. Oh good. Good good good. It's got a new home. In my defense though, I I am good at the uh, the trading and you know flipping and stuff. That's that's been the only source of income I've had for a little while. Yeah. But that's, that's like everybody who like smokes weed, sells weed just to basically to pay for their <laughs> habit, you know? <laughs> yes, God, I know. Oh, Shut yeah. up. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Thank you for taking my entrepreneurial genius, <laughs> boiling it down to addiction, like slightly above Cheech levels of respectability. <laughs> Desperation. Shut up. Scott. You almost you almost owned one of my guitars. It was close. Oh, I tried so hard. I like that guitar. Yeah. Uh, and then you were busy. You ended up being busy uh, avoiding ca calamities, which, you know, understandable. To be fair, now neither one of us has it. And some guy in Victoria, I'll give you his address. <laughs> yeah. you know, park in his driveway. What time does he sleep? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll publish it on your website. And it's like that. Uh, what was that guy who like hid gold and then left clues for it and everybody was trying to find it or That's something? That's still happening. They haven't found it yet. It? No, I think somebody did and then just didn't say, apparently. Oh, really? somebody. Oh, okay. Well, they did find it, but like they're like, I'm not going to prove it or show you I have it. But I mean, anybody could say that. But if also, if you found it, you wouldn't tell people. Sure. Yeah. I say so I wouldn't tell people, my guitar. but there'd probably be some really obvious signs. You tell your mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are those, like, like one-ton bags of Cheetos you can get right from the factory? <laughs> Al said he hates Paul Reed Smith guitars. But Why does he have seven yeah. of them? <laughs> Why is his swimming pool full of Doritos? And where did he get the swimming pool? Yeah. yeah right now my swimming pool is like an inflatable ducky thing. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, yeah. The neighbors get real annoyed when I sit in it. It's like, oh, yeah, now, if you found that, if you found that gold, you get new strings on all your guitars. Yeah. 
Yeah, his guitar playing sounded like crap before. Now it sounds like clear crap. There's a, there's an old ad in one of the guitar magazines that says like make your guitar sound a a hundred dollars better. Like they could quantify the exact dollar amount these strings would make your guitar sound better. Like somebody walking by goes, that guitar must be worth at least eight hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Just from listening to it, amazing. That sounds that only sounds seventy dollars better. That actually only sounds like it's seven dollars ninety nine cents better. Actually. Yeah, I forget what strings they were, but they were, they were cocky. I do need to restring all my guitars. Anyway, well, I know a tech. I know a tech on Facebook. Yeah, he'll do it for exposure. He's (laughs) he's busy buying a lot of parts from uh, some some local guy. Uh, Well, it's okay, Scott. We managed to waste an incredible amount of your time, Um, Mm -hmm. but. Before we go, <laughs> I like how you agreed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's no hesitation there. Right? None to zero. It's like either this. this or staring at schematics. So this is like <laughs> comes in, you know. It's well, you know, rock, rock in a hard place. Let's. Well, we definitely got to have you back. And I mean, you, you've we enjoyed talking with you last time. We've enjoyed it this time. There's got to be a third, my friend. Um, All right. But before we take off, because we're getting long in the tooth, we're getting extra long in the tooth for a little bit. Yeah, that's all right, though. This is for the only OnlyFans content. You got to pay for it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Everybody loves three bearded white Canadian dudes, follically challenged, getting an OnlyFans account going. That's the money. Hey, you know what? There's 7 billion people on the planet. There's got to be somebody who's into that, you know? That's what I tell people. Like, listen, I'm not everybody's sexual fantasy. But there's there's a few people out there that I am yeah. deeply needed kink. Even I, if it was like one one percent, that's like seven million people. I don't know. If I am their right. fetish fix. I am somebody. Yeah. yeah, I am a snack for somebody. Anyways, you need to stop talking. I am not, or at least talking, alter, alter the subject. Yeah, shift the topic. vintage <laughs> backslash vintage princess slash onlyfans. Yeah, I, I went yeah. with sweaty Al snack because I thought it had a ring to it. Sweaty uh, <laughs> Al snacks. Yeah. Say it real fast. Only it sounds obsessed. like Sweaty Al's sack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were fired. That was his. That was your best album. That's yeah, true. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you've heard that. Wow. Getting in the deep cuts. Um, I think I broke mm-hmm. Casper, folks. I'm. Sorry. You're fired. <laughs> I just can't. Uh, before we take off, oh my gosh, I've said this line five times. I haven't gotten into it. Before we take off, Scott, my dude, mm-hmm. let's talk about you're doing pre-sales for the Nomads. That's right. So how does one do this? This is okay. Yeah. So I'm completely disorganized, but I've rebuilt my website. There's a countdown timer. And sometime this week, I'm going to launch my pre-sale, but it's it's complicated. But I'm going to be emailing everybody who's on the email list. You can get on that by my website. And at some point in the next 10-ish days, I'm going to launch the pre-sale. There's only 300 available. Uh, I guess two ninety nine because I'm gonna keep one. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I'm gonna pre-sell them. And then when they're gone, they're gone. And then after that, we'll see. We'll see how well it goes. And uh, and then hopefully they'll be in stores near you next Christmas if this goes well. But for now, yeah, pre-sale of these three hundred units. And uh, oh, I can think of at least yeah. one store that I, I I'm pretty sure would be very interested in talking to you. Uh, we'll talk. We'll well, you know, I'll talk about it now. Yeah, you should you should reach out to uh, Ed. Or- Birchway Sound. Birchway Sound over. He's near your area. He's in. Uh, Birchway. You know what? I think he wrote me. He's in Ontario. 
no, you know what? I think he did write me. And that was like a long time ago. And he's one of the early people who's like, I like what you're doing and I, I want to support it. So I have to like go through my, if there's anybody out there who's wrote, written me, um, I have to like go through my Instagram messages, which is the worst platform for doing business and go back like three years and see who's like written me. And I said, Oh yeah, I'll get back to you when the time is right. But, uh, yeah, I think he did write me. Yeah. Yeah. Ed, I mean, he's, he's all about the Canadian brands. That's yeah. literally what he does. So. Well, and what, yeah, he, and what you're doing it? is really literally what he Hamilton? does. I want to say Hamilton. Hamil yeah, he's in Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. sounds right. He's been on the show. I should know this, but anyway, um, so pre-sale is starting sometime in about ten, the next 10 days. Now folks this week. listening this week, this week, you heard it folks this week. Well, by the time this comes out tonight, maybe it'll be a day or two. Yeah. It's, it's going to come out now. As of, as now. Technically tomorrow, May 24th. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. So it's dropping. It'll actually drop at midnight. Right. tonight. Midnight tonight. So, so when you guys are listening to this, we recorded this at 4 p.m. the day before. Yeah. Uh, so so May twenty fourth, two thousand twenty two. If you're hearing this anytime around this date, pre sales opening right away. So this <laughs> yeah. is the time. Yeah, that's about it. And I've got a bunch of slice splice pedals for now. I've still got you know about two hundred of the this original run that come in a nice fancy box with a sticker and everything. I've just made T-shirts. Everybody like I put on Instagram. I said, who wants T-shirts? Me. And then. And then I made them and then I go, okay, they're available. And then nobody bought them. I was like, God oh, damn, like pick your size. And so I like use that Instagram poll as a guide for which ones I'd order. So I got a bunch of t-shirts, but only like 30 t-shirts and some cool new holographic stickers I ordered. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I'll probably, I'm on your website right now and your, uh, your store, the catalog is so great, man. And little animations on all your products. Fantastic. Oh, really, thanks. really sick. Read that back. took a while. What's We're, that website address? It's a uh, templodevices.com. And how do you spell template? Pretty easy. Do you want me to spell it phonetically? No. <laughs> <laughs> In uh, sign language, please. <laughs> American Sign Language. Got it. Could you use Barati? <laughs> like, no, just use the letters, man. Just T E M P L O. Boom. D E V I. That's right. C E S. Temple devices. Perfect. All right. Uh, I just want to say I super appreciate you guys uh, supporting this and anybody else who supported me this far. It really is a labor of love. Like I'm not some guy in a suit. Maybe if I sell enough amps, I'll buy a suit and then I'll be that guy. I'll be the man. But I really appreciate everybody. The, the community has been awesome. There's been people helping me for free, like just geniuses giving me, you know, circuit tips. It's been, I'm super grateful for all this and for you guys. So thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome, man. It's our pleasure. You sugar sweet talking guy. Oh man, we we love. I mean, I I can pride myself in saying that I think I was one of the earlier followers of Templo Devices before you had anything out, and uh, I was pretty enthusiastic about you way back then, and I'm just as enthusiastic. And you're my now. first podcast. Yes, that's right. Yeah, right. and that's why I feel so bad that I'm. I feel so bad that I'm going to be selling those vintage princess uh, t-shirts on my site instead of oh, you go for it, man. <laughs> I'm stealing. No, no, it's do all it. yours. <laughs> you, uh, we'll do it together. We'll do a collab. Yes. That means we'll have shirts on a website, Al. We, like a website yeah. that we, cause we don't have a website. We don't. No, That's we actually have. the address. Shirts on a website.com shirts on a website.com slash vintage princess. That's probably, That's website. probably a great, that's a good website. You should domain. buy. We should yeah, buy that. Here. Buy that Casper before Kirk, you publish. The drops in eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> Go buy the domain. Shirts on a website. dot com. <laughs> it's like my email address. Yeah, 
I, I wish that we could say your email address on the air because it's so great. I'll say my email address on there. I just might have to switch my main email address afterwards. <laughs> you should you should tell people that you should tell people your real house address and they can mail you tools. You'll just get parcels full oh of Oh my gosh. Old, uh, old. I, <laughs> if somebody has some tools they want to mail me, I will send them my address. How about that? Uh, but my email address is everybody really loves my email address. I love it. It's I want to email Al. That's my email address. I'm, I'm going to leave the app mm. secret. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to take a few stabs at it. Okay. It's a good one. Yeah. I like it. Sure. It's then, on the there's a couple owls out there that are going to get all the nudes people are sending you. Yeah. <laughs> and then for, for Origami Army, I did email Origami Army, and that one has failed miserably because uh, nobody ever puts email Origami Army. They just write Origami Army. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You make it a little little complex form, like it's well, a, it's I, a I test. I thought it was a cheeky bit of fun, but not all I of your cheeky fun get comes across. You know, yeah, people don't have attention spans nowadays. Like I'm I'm already on my phone looking at like Instagram guitars right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nobody has time to memorize email addresses. True. True. All right. Well, where do people best find you other than your website, Instagram? Yeah, Instagram is where I'm at. Template devices. Perfect. Most excellent. And that's it. All right. Yeah. Instagram and the website. Check him out. Buy a t-shirt. Buy an amplifier. Buy a splice. Buy him dinner. You can just say hi. Just say hi. Buy us dinner. Yeah. I'm hungry. Buy Casper two dinners. He's hungry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming over to Al's house. His wife's a chef. Nope. That's mine. That's Casper's. That's, yep. that's mine. Oh, Casper is your wife? Yeah. My wife is a very excellent cook, though. She was raised by chefs. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Raised yeah. by chefs. I am not a chef. There's an album title. Raised, raised by, by chefs. chefs. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. You're just full of gold. Oh, this is Jesus. crazy. Oh, I got to write some of this stuff down. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys are the ones bringing it out. I'm just, I'm just recognizing it. That's all. <laughs> you know, you just put a little frame around it. It's all you. All right. All right. All right. We'll figure out it. We'll and we're as, awesome. As your muses, we're we'll so awesome. Fair competition. Great. There you go. Maybe you'll have 298 Templos available. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> folks, thanks for listening in. This has been an extra long piece of joy here. Um, Scott, we, we love you, buddy. Thanks for coming on the show again. Um, thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see you next week.